Hello, and welcome to another edition of Ask the Professor, a crowd-supported, crowd-driven feature where we answer your questions on everything from politics to history, culture, and economics. And today's question comes from Roger, and he asks, how different are public and private debt? Is, private debt's a fairly straightforward business. It's a transaction between two consenting parties where one lends the other money for a certain period of time on certain terms and it has to be paid back or there are legal remedies. But he says public debt seems like a very different creature in part because it doesn't seem to get paid back. He also notes that debt is the integral of deficits, which warms the heart of any engineer, um, <clears throat> which he is, but I'm not. Uh, and I think it's very important to understand how public debt is like private debt and how it's different. There are a lot of important similarities. Basically, it's a matter of a person or an institution agreeing to lend government a certain sum of money under certain conditions with certain remedies if those conditions are not met, if the payments are not made on the debt, or if at the end of the debt the principal is not repaid as agreed. The critical difference, of course, is not that government gets its money from taxpayers rather than from satisfied customers, though that's relevant and I'll talk about it. The critical difference is that governments do have the legal power just to refuse to pay you. And you might think that would make people less willing to lend to governments. In fact, the reverse is true. People are more willing to lend to governments. Governments normally get better interest rates unless they're making a complete hash of their affairs because of the point I raised that they get their money from taxpayers. Governments have the option of raising more money from the populace unless and until they get into such an extreme state that to raise the amount of tax revenue necessary would either crush the economy or push the populace to revolt. I don't talk about revolt lightly. We live in a democratic society where these sorts of things don't happen. But there certainly have been cases of governments that became so indebted they couldn't meet their obligations that were not democracies. And they still had to take account of the danger, even in a non-democratic system, of a revolution or riots or just widespread refusal to pay taxes. The critical point about public debt, really, is that if it doesn't want to, the government can repudiate it. But it can only do so at very high cost, not necessarily financial cost, at least not in the short run, but a government that doesn't pay its debts, that flatly refuses to pay them, or pays them in severely inflated worthless currency, or you know, under pays back less than it said it would or unilaterally changes the schedule in such a way that the debtors take a really serious haircut to the, the lenders is going to have trouble raising money next time. Maybe not as much as it should, but a good deal. So there's a cost to government even there. But the fact of the matter is, just as it's not a good idea to lend to an individual or a company that's already deep in debt because of the possibility that should you be forced to institute proceedings against them, there'll be no assets left worth seizing by the time the court gets to you. It's a bad idea to lend to a government that's already seriously in debt because it starts to think more and more about the possibility of repudiating its debts, and it does have the legal power to do that. The other question about government debt that arises is, well, why is it that governments just keep borrowing money? Uh, why don't they borrow when they really need money for some particular thing or, you know, to stimulate the economy in bad times, then pay it back in good times. Why does that debt just sit there and continue to increase over time? 
And defenders of government debt will say, well, it doesn't really matter if the debt increases, provided the economy is growing. If the debt isn't growing as a share of GDP, and it's not already too big, we can manage the interest payments. But the counter question is, well, why would you make all those interest payments? How is this redistribution of income from taxpayers to wealthy lenders in the interest of society? Why don't you just bite the bullet, pay it back somehow, more taxes, less spending, one of those possibilities, and then clear it off? Because... It's easy to start getting into a situation where interest becomes the second or third largest item in the budget, and it does crowd out other spending. Uh, there's nothing wrong in principle with carrying debt. I mean, if there was a corporation that had been in debt for the last 50 years, you wouldn't think, yikes, they don't know what they're doing. It was just unproductive debt just sitting there. You think, I wonder why they did that. But if they forever find that for certain kinds of operations, it is in the end more profitable to borrow money to make purchases and then the loans keep turning over. It's just normal commercial operations. And in theory, the same could be true of governments. I still think it's a warning sign though, because given that governments can raise their money in taxation, they shouldn't really need to spend more than they're able to take in. And in the long run, they can't do that any more than a private person can. Uh, it's just that it's very tempting, partly because government interest rates are low. That's why, by the way, you also get this trap, well, the government finances exports or something and says, oh yeah, well you see, we get this preferential rate because we're the government. But the best that can be is redistribution. Why should these particular lenders get a better deal than everybody else does from the bank? That's not fair and it's not economically efficient. It also means that governments do run the risk of accumulating debt, especially off-book debt, that it becomes alarming before anybody notices it. So really, yeah, public and private debt aren't as different as they look. There's nothing especially sinister about public debt provided it's kept under control. But it's dangerous because governments always think we can find the money somewhere. We've got the legal power. This tempts them to be reckless. It also tempts lenders to be reckless, especially because lenders give governments lower interest rates, which is not the sort of thing you want to do when feeding a habit that's potentially dangerous. But the big problem, until the debt becomes so big that interest payments explode on you, the big problem with governments is how much they spend and what they spend it on. If governments weren't overspending, they wouldn't need to borrow. So let us ask ourselves first and foremost, what is government for? What is it meant to be doing? How much of it should it be doing? How should it be doing it? If we get those questions right, we are not gonna find ourselves in a debt crisis. And if we get them wrong, we're bound to find ourselves in a debt crisis. And whether the government inflates its way out, repudiates its way out, or overtaxes its way out, we're all gonna end up paying a great deal more for that debt than the spending that it financed could possibly have been worth. In brief, government debt, avoid it. If you're enjoying Ask the Professor and you'd like to submit a question or a comment, here's the URL to do it. If you'd like to see this and my other work continue and you're not already a regular backer, click here, go to my website, make a one-time or monthly pledge that will support Ask the Professor, the documentaries, the commentary, everything that I produce. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time.